For the glory of the Lord has come. His Spirit filling everyone. We were born for such a time as this. For the Lamb of God is in our midst. Oh, the glory of the Lord has come. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You are crowned with many crowns. Yeshua HaMashiach. That is Paul Wilbur. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank God for being restored as we continue to pray. And right now we say wherever anyone or group or individuals who are coming up against this process of prayer, we say the power of the Holy Ghost, fire and the thunder will answer and destroy them on our behalf in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Saints, I'm, 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 I'm coming up with a subject that is, it, it really amazes me when the Lord dropped into my spirit to say, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who you are. Hallelujah. But what matters? is your God, praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It doesn't matter who you are, and it came so strong in my spirit. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank God, we bless the Lord for this time that he has given us glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We pray that right now, even tonight, everyone and anyone who is listening to us, hallelujah. We are saying, 
Yeshua HaMashiach, you are crowned with so many and so many crowns. Bless the Lord, hallelujah. We thank God and we bless him so much this evening, hallelujah. You know the, 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 the word that the Lord laid in my spirit uh, that says it doesn't matter who you are, praise God. I'm, I'm taking this from, from, from the, 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 the word that is written in the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 2. What do you have in your hand, hallelujah. God can, can take nothing and turn it into a weapon against the devil. This is what I'm trying to say tonight. God can turn nothing and turn it into a weapon against the devil. And I'm asking a question, what do you have in your hand? This is what the Bible says in the book of Exodus, chapter 4, verse, verse 2. Hallelujah. I want you to go to your Bible tonight. And I want you to read in the book of Exodus chapter 2, glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we welcome everybody and anyone that is joining us for the first time. We are recording right in Johannesburg, hallelujah, in an area called Rudaport. And uh, the place is called Velkhyevel. This is where we are recording live and we are praying internationally. We are connected worldwide. We are connected even to people down in northern India. Hallelujah. The book of Exodus chapter 4. And, and uh, I'm just going to read from verse 1. Moses answers, answered, but behold, they will not believe me. No listen to my voice. For they will say, the Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a rod. Hallelujah. And he said, throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground and it became a snake and Moses ran away from it. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and take it by the tail. He stretched out his hand and he took hold of it and it became a rod in his hand. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, and I'm asking you a question today. We, you know, what do you have in your hand? And all of us, we know the story of the burning bush and Moses' excuses before God. He had four excuses and God had four answers. And in and, and the book of, of, of Exodus chapter 4, when you read from verse 11 to 12, God says, who am I? God answered was, it doesn't matter, Moses, who you are. What is important is who I am and that I will be with you. Hallelujah. It does not matter, Moses, what the people are saying to you, whether they believe in you or they don't believe. But what matters is who I am and that will be with you. I won't know what to say. In verse 13 and verse 14, this is what Moses says. And God's answer was, I will tell you. I will tell you. They won't listen to me. God's answer was that I will work through you in your power. They will see and believe. I can't speak well. I don't have the skills. God's answer was to was to speak through him. You know, if you are right now in a position where there are situations they request you to have all the excuses and you are saying to yourself, I don't have, I can't, I cannot, you know, but I want to tell you it doesn't matter who you are. But what is important, God says, I am. And he says, who am I? Hallelujah. 
God says, I am. It doesn't matter who you are. What is important? Who I am. This is what the Lord says. What is important? Who I am. It doesn't matter what is your position. It doesn't matter what is your name. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters not what are your, it doesn't matter what are your qualifications. But what matters is that God is, I will walk with you. I will be with you. God's answer was that I will work through you in power. They will see and believe because I will work through you. I am not going to be use, using anything, but I will be working through you. Moses says, I can't speak well. I don't have the skills. And God's answer was to speak through him. If you have similar excuses tonight, like Moses, well, God has similar answers for you. Moses was once a doubter. And at the beginning of his ministry, he was certainly very nervous. We are not going to focus on these excuses this evening. But I want to focus on a single question God asked Moses. Before we get to that, let's read part of this account in the book of Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 to 20. And in verse 2, chapter, chapter 4, verse 2. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Hallelujah. I want us to leave Moses right in that point. Because I want us to go, and I want us to look into what Elisha said to the widower. I want us to look into what Elijah said, Elijah said to the widower. In the, in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she, pour, she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. After the widow borrowed the vessels, Elisha tells the widow to shut the door. This is a very important instruction. In other, in other words, go into your house. Get into your office, get into your studio, get into your workshop, and shut the door. Go into your marriage, go into your family, get into your life, get into your everything around you, and shut the door. Go into your Bible and shut the door. If you don't know how to shut the door, you are going to allow all sorts of people into your life who don't belong there. Go and shut the door. On the other side, when we go back, in the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 2, and God is saying, what is it that is in your hand? The same question that Elisha asked the widow and said, what do you have? But the continuation of this part, we are excited when we find Elisha says, go to your house, shut the door. People who don't need to come closer to you at this time will appear and distract you if you don't close them out. Shutting the door means giving you all to what you are doing, all of your efforts and attention. Shut the door. Cut off all unnecessary distractions because they will ask you, who are you? Hallelujah. You've got to shut the door behind you. You are busy. You are focusing into what you are doing. At this moment, maybe at this time, at this time in your life, if other people, they will really realize and understand what do you have in your hand, they will want to take it away from you. 
Can you imagine after the widow borrowed all the vessels and put them in her house, how many neighbors will be following her? Among themselves, they'll be saying, have you heard? Did she come to your house asking for a vessel from you too? What is she up to? Let's go and see. Neighbors will be watching and wanting to find out what she is doing with all these vessels, her sons, and a small bottle of oil. All day long, she'd be getting visitors, pestering her, asking, what are you going to do with that oil and the vessels you have borrowed from me? What is it that is going to happen with this rot that you have in your hand? Why don't you give me this rot, Moses, so that I can be the one that is walking with? Why did you have to come to me and borrow the vessel? Listen, it doesn't matter when you were going through what you were going through. But now you have found the solution. The solution says, go into your house. Shut the door behind you. Look, the neighbors, they will be watching. The neighbors, they will be talking. But it doesn't matter what they think of you. What is important is the God that is yours. His name is I am. Hallelujah. When they ask you what is happening and you say, I am has told me to do it. I am has told me to shut the door. Neighbors will be watching and wanting to find out what are you doing with the vessels? They will be wanting to find out what are you doing now in your life? Listen to me. There are times that you've got to shut them off. There are seasons that you've got to shut them off. There are seasons that it must be you and your God. If she tells them the prophet said she will start pouring the oil into the vessels, they will think she has gone crazy because in the natural realm, 30 liters of oil cannot fill 3,000 liters worth of vessels. She will not be able to do what she was aiming to do because sometimes the thing you are pursuing may not be what people consider conventionally, but you can't be distracted by their questions, doubts, and opinions. At this time, take away the people's questions. Take away the people's doubts. Take away the people's opinions. This is what we are finding in the book of Exodus chapter 4. When Moses and God, they've got a conversation. God says, it doesn't matter the questions you have. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the opinion that you have. It doesn't matter the doubt that you have. But one thing that I know, I will work through you. Hallelujah. God says, I can see the doubt in you. I can see that you are not believing this. But God says, it doesn't matter what you have been going through. It matters not what you have been through before. But I will work through you. I will do things through you. Hallelujah. This is especially true when you first become a Christian. If you live a very way, wayward life prior to dedicating your life to Christ, you may need to shut the door for quite some time as your strength, as you strengthen your faith and understanding of the Bible. Even if you have been at a position where you have been in the position of lack, there are times that people, they ask you, where will you find the money for this? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You don't need people's questions. Because God has the answers for them. Your God has the answers for them. You don't need to answer them. Listen to me. What God said to Moses. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter, Moses, who you are. What is important is who I am and that I will be with you. And when Moses says, I won't know what to say, God's answer was, I will tell you. God will tell you the answers. 
Shutting the door is also important at the beginning of a marriage. Shutting the door is also important when you have gone through difficulties in your life. When the people are asking you, why did you divorce? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? You've got to say to yourself, I've got to shut my door now because I want to hear only God. Listen to me. There are seasons in your life that you must only hear God. Any other thing that comes behind you, it must find you have closed the door. Some of those people will need to be shut out permanently. You will need to limit your time with any other friends. You need to say, I've got to do some social distancing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, sometimes as much as this pandemic is so bad, but it has made us to know how to shut the door behind us. It is bad because it has taken some of our families. It is bad because it has taken some of our friends. But we were able to shut the door and certain people not able to access us. You will need to delete certain number of phones. You need to delete certain contacts, old acquaintances that you have, you used to be with before. You have to close the door. The Bible even says that a man and a woman should leave their mother and father so that they can cleave to each other. That isn't a marriage, even in this situation that we have been going through. I want to tell you, you need to shut the door behind you. People recovering from, from substance of alcohol abuse or people recovering from lack or people recovering from, 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 from retrenchment, you need to shut the door. If you allow certain people into your space, you will not be able to achieve what you want to achieve. So shut the door in order to keep all distractions out. Every kind of distraction should be out of your way so you can focus on the goal you have set. Nothing should distract your attention because if you are going to expand your little oil into the transformational achievement, you have to keep distractions out. You have to shut the door. If you really want to hear God, when God says, I want to work through you, shut the door behind you. God, as much as he didn't say to Moses, shut the door behind you. But he said, when they ask you, I will work through you. When they question you, I will work through you. Hallelujah. When you do things, I will be there. When you don't have an answer, I will be there. Like the story of Nehemiah, when he was rebuilding the walls of the temple of Jerusalem, he was approached by Sanballat. He was approached by Tobias. And all these people who wanted to distract him, they said, come and let us discuss these things. Listen to me. You need no discussions now. Nehemiah replied, I have no time for that. You can hold your discussions, but I am busy building a wall. At times when you are building your career, you need to shut the door. When you are building your house, you need to shut the door. When you are building anything around you, you need to shut the door. When you are building the ministry, you need to shut the door. Sometimes we have to tell people, sorry, I am busy building. Hallelujah. Do you remember the person that in the Bible that was told to go and follow Jesus? The person said, first let me go and bury the dead. What was Jesus' response? He said, let the dead bury the dead. In other words, Jesus was saying, you don't have time for that. There is a task at hand, more importantly than this destruction, and you must commit your focus to it. You have a task. You have just joined the stream of economy. You have just been sitting 
for the past two months. You have just joined the stream of the economy. You've got to build something new. Sometimes we need to shut the door. It is not a permanent that we will not attend to those people. But for a moment in our life, we have to focus on something. The reason some people never achieve anything is because they never focus. They are always doing too many things at once, occupying their time with too many unnecessary activities and productive associations. But focus is required to reach any goal. You've got to shut the door. Hallelujah. Amen. I love this time. God is telling Moses, Hallelujah, was that I will walk through you in power. He didn't say, I'll just work to you, through you. He says, I will work through you in power. They will see and believe because I will work through you. I want to tell you, my brother, my sister, I want to tell you that God was to work through you. It doesn't matter who you are, but he wants to work through you. When you are about to achieve, surround yourself with like-minded people. Elisha says to the widow, take your sons, close the door. They are like-minded people. After you have committed to focusing on your task, you should surround yourself with like-minded people. If you are newly saved and spend time with other Christians, if you want to achieve in the business, spend time with those who are successful. If you want to build your career, Spend time with those who have built their careers. That is why Elisha said, shut the door behind you and your sons. Her sons were the people also focused on doing what the widow needed to do. They were walking the same walk and were committed to attempting what she was attempting. Sometimes we must shut the door on some friends and open the door on the other friends. And it depends if they are on the same platform with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. I love what God is saying to Moses. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. He says, what is nothing to us is something to me, Moses. He says, what is nothing to you, Moses? but it's something to me as God. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, what is nothing to us, it is something to God. God can use it. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the book of Exodus, God said, I'm going to do something through you, Moses. When Moses was about to cross the Red Sea, what it was, nothing. He used it to open the way. What is nothing to you? God will use it to open the way. The very same rot. When God said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail, and he put his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. What do you have? Moses said nothing. But I want to tell you, shut the door behind you because the very same thing that you have, the people will discriminate, I mean, will, 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 will criticize it. The very same thing that you have, the people will say, this is not going to work for you. The very same career that you're building, some people will say, this is not going to work for you. Hallelujah. Moses used the same rod to bring an east wind that brought the locusts across the land. Moses used the same rod to cause the waters of the Red Sea to stand up like a wall, to cause the bottom of that sea to dry up and they, they could pass, to cause the waters of the Red Sea to come back unto Pharaoh armies, to bring forth water from the rock 
at Horeb to supply their needs. That was nothing at the beginning. God is about to change what you have. The oil was nothing in the hand of a widow. But because wanted to work through the widow, and then it turned, it became something. The widow did not shut the door for everybody. She opened the door to her sons because they were in agreement on the objective at hand. They all heard the prophet, and they were determined to convey their little domestic oil into a commercial product that will serve their families long time interests. I want to tell you tonight, like the widow, you must shut the door, but keep like-minded people around you. Like the widow, what is nothing to you, it is something to God. What cannot work for you, it can work through God. What it looks like a rot to you, God can perform miracles through it, like in Moses' case. It is important that you always respect God's creative word. If God has said it, we should act on it. If you believe what we are doing is the will of God, then that is what you need to determine yourself to do. Act on the authority of God. I can almost imagine the widow taking that jar of oil and the vessels she has collected. She has a huge house of empty vessels and her sons are looking into her face, waiting to follow her lead. And she's looking at the oil. They all know that nobody has done this before. Nobody has done what we are doing. Nobody has transformed what we are about to transform. Nobody has transformed a simple jar of oil into to fill all the vessels. But that doesn't matter. She's holding on to the word she has heard from the prophet. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter who you are tonight. God wants to work through you. God wants to use you. It doesn't matter what she had. She's holding on to the word she had heard from the prophets. In the natural sense, everything before her makes no sense at all. But when the Lord says something new is about to happen, it doesn't matter what appears to be true in the natural. When he faced a situation like the widows, we must focus on the creative word. When we face a situation like the widow's situation, we must focus on the creative word and let our actions be fueled by no other circumstances. Hallelujah. <clears throat> After I have shut the door, pour your oil into the borrowed vessels. Pour with confidence, not with hesitation. Do everything as you have heard the word with confidence. Don't hesitate. You know, something began to happen when the widow started pouring her oil. She was encouraged and empowered by the creative word. When Moses draw, put, dropped the rod and the rod turned to snake, when he touched it back and it turned to, to become a rod again, and then he started to have a confidence. When he walked before Pharaoh, he walked with confidence. Even when he spoke through Aaron, he walked with confidence. Even when the first plague happened, it happened because he walked with confidence. I want to tell you, be encouraged today. Walk with confidence. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Irrespective of what you have been going through, irrespective of the lack in your life, irrespective of the pains in your life, irrespective of the rejection in your life, irrespective of that, you have not been recognized. But I want to tell you, rise up with encouragement. Rise up with courage. Rise up with confidence. Hallelujah. When she realized that she can be able to pour the oil, and she continued to say, I will do it. She realized as long as there was 
capacity to receive what she had. Her oil was never exhausted. In the act of pouring, the widow had an had had the power that was saying, "This shall not be limited." Her capacity was growing. It was not the oil that was growing, but her faith was growing. She recognized that it wasn't her content. It was her containers that were insufficient. She now saw that she had an abundance of oil. So she poured it into the vessels with an expectation that it will fill them. Hallelujah. This is one principle that you need to learn. You need to trust God with what he has given you. The wrath was nothing. It was just a stick. But it turned to a miracle stick. What was significant about this stick? It was what Moses had. God did not ask Moses what he didn't have. We all could make a long list if we don't have. We can say we don't have this. We don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that. We've got a long, long list of we don't have. But can you seriously look and see what do you have? God never directs our attention to, to what we don't have. But to what do we have? Even though it seems so small. Even though it seems that it cannot work. What is important? It's availability. Availability is the key. Even your availability. It's not your ability. It's not your knowledge. It's not your talent. It's not the size of your gift. All that matters is how much God is in your stick. Your stick represents what you have that you surrender to God. When God gets in it, it is enough. The oil was so little, but God got into it. When God gets in it, it's enough. Hallelujah. It will surprise you. Moses fled from his rod when he turned into the serpent. We need to ask God to get into our stick. God in our song, God in our marriage, God in our business, God in our lives, God in our gifts, God in our cars, God in our finances. When God gets into your finances, they are double in the hundred portion. Just like Moses, who had never seen his rod do anything like that before. God got in a rock and caused a river to flow out of it that quenched the thirsty of one to three million, million Israelites that were thirsty. God into a donkey and caused it to speak and rebuke rebellious prophet. God got into an axe head of an iron and caused it to swim up to the top of the water so that the prophet could reach out his hand and take hold of it. God wants to get into your situation. God got into the little pot of oil and caused it into the multiple till and it met every need and provided an abundant flow from the widower. God got into a box and they called it the Ark of the Covenant. God wants to get into your situation right now. Allow God 
to work through you. Hallelujah. Nobody will know when they are looking at your outside. But I want to tell you what you have been going through. The pain that you have been going through. Allow God to get inside of you. No one will notice when God has got inside of you. Today, God has chosen to place his presence and glory in you. He is in you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure in earth vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It was only as Moses released his rod to, to God that God's power came into it. It is only as we surrender ourselves to God that his power will be manifested through us. It's only when the widow went to Elisha and when he started to speak to Elisha and he said, I am surrendering myself. I am dying to myself. I am giving myself to you, God. God wants to give you something new today. Something greater. But you have to be willingly let go of what you have. You've got to let go of what you have. You've got to say to yourself, I've got nothing. I am nothing. I need something. The rod of Moses became the rod of God. Moses used the stuff of God to confront the powers of this world. Each time Moses was triumphed, Moses had carried the stuff all along. He already had it. It just needed to be touched by God and transformed to be used by God. What is it that you will give to God today? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What is it that you will release to God today? I want to pray with you tonight. I want to pray with you tonight, but I want to ask you a question. What is it that you want to release it to God today? What is it that you want to give? Listen to me. Moses had carried the stuff for all the years. The woman had the oil after the death of the husband. Listen, the oil was left by the husband. And the woman remembered and he said, this man only left me with the oil. And God said, I want exactly that. Hallelujah. I want exactly that. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to pray with you tonight. But I want you to say, what is it that you are fearing to hand over? I'm going to pray right now for, for victory over the fear that you have. What is it that you are fearing to let go? What is it that you are fearing to say, I cannot hold it any longer? What is the fear? Why are you holding on to the past? Moses was carrying this rod for a long time. But God had to say, can you let it go, Moses? Can you let it go? Can you let something go tonight? Let go of your pride. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it go. Let go of things that are making you not to be rich by God. There are things that are blocking God. Can you let them go? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God had not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. I want to pray for you tonight. But specifically, I want to pray for fear. I want to pray for fear against this thing that you do not want to let go. You, you, you are afraid of people. That's why I said, shut the door. We are afraid. What will they say? God will answer on your behalf. God will answer on your behalf. Hallelujah. Where will I be? God will answer on your behalf. Listen to me. It is the time that you shut the door. 
It is the time that you let go. It is the time that you throw it to God. What is it that you will give to God today? As I pray with you tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, I praise the name of the Lord being my light and salvation. I boldly confess any sin of disobedience that I've committed consciously and unconsciously. My Lord, have mercy on us and forgive us. We destroy every root of sin in our lives and we receive the power to overcome sin. Therefore, sin shall not have dominion over us. We receive the anointing for the battle, which makes us movable as a mountain of Zion. Every spirit of fear that is tormenting our lives, the blood of Jesus Christ is against you. Every spirit of fear that is tormenting our lives, the blood of Jesus Christ is against you. You think any pride, any situation that you don't want to let go, I'll let you go right now. I send you to God. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus. Let the power of the blood of Jesus, let it be upon you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, lose your hold over our spirit and soul and body. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lose your hold over our spirit, soul, and body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every arrow of fear fired into our lives. Go back into the sender in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every fear that has been sent to us that we cannot approach this situation, I say right now, go back to the sender in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every evil river of fear flowing into our lives dry up right now in the fire of the mighty God of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Specifically, the Lord says, I must deal with the spirit of fear because the reason why you don't want to let go, it is fear. The reason why you don't want to approach what you are supposed to approach, it is fear. The reason why you are still holding on on the old things, it is fear. The reason why you do not want to take a step, it is fear. The, the widow had to take a step. This widow had to go out and said, I'm going to take a step. You don't want to take a step today because of fear. Hallelujah. For it is written that the Russians are bold as a lion in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By faith in Jesus Christ, I am righteous. I receive my divine boldness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The angels of the Lord surround us 24-7 every day. Therefore, I do not fear any man. I do not fear any situation. I do not fear any evil spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I am not scared to shut the door behind me because I am moving forward. The wrath of the wicked shall not rest upon me. I shall not be afraid for, for the terror by night and the arrow that flies by day because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The enemies that rise up against you shall be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you in one way and they shall feed before you in seven directions. I decree and declare what you are scared of. It shall be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Goliath of fear that is tormenting your life is dead in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For it is written, the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host of demons encamp around me, my heart will not fear. Though war arises against me, even in this I shall be confident. Hallelujah. 
I boldly decree that the spirit of fear is no more against you. Rather, it is for against your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right now you are free from fear of men, free from fear of the future, free from the fear of failure, free from the fear of success and the fear of death. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you don't have to walk around with fear. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you. And the mighty one is around you. God will use you. God will work through you. God will use his power through you. You do not have to be afraid. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You cannot be threatened. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No, be afraid of the sudden fear. It must go away. Neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep your foot from being taken. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your persecutors shall stumble and fumble. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, their everlasting confusion and disgrace shall never be forgotten. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the mighty God. The spirit of fear is defeated in your life right now. You are discharged and acquitted from the spirit of fear. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God has given you the spirit of boldness. God has given you the power. God has given you success and sound mind and victory in the name of Jesus Christ. I am bold as the lion of the tribe of Judah. I therefore release the spirit of fear to all your enemies in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your fear shall grip all your enemies. And I'm full, you are fully armed with the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Your future is secured in Jesus Christ. There is no fear around you. You are fully in charge of the affairs of your life. You will face the challenges of life with no fear. You will face them with faith and boldness. Listen to me. The widow had to walk away. Had to go even to the neighbors. The neighbors that they were laughing at her. She had to go and knock at the door and say, can you borrow me a vessel? She had to move from one area to another and say, can you borrow me a vessel? I right now decree and declare that you will go to the houses that you have never thought you will go in. The Lord will open the doors that you never thought you will open. You will knock at the places that you never thought the Lord will open for you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right now I speak with confidence and I speak with boldness that you will arise up, you will talk to people that you have never thought you will talk to them because the vessels that you need, they are with them. Let every Goliath that is seated on your position be lifted up and be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everyone that has been occupying your position, everyone that has been occupying your greatness is shifted right now. I prophesy by the action of the Holy Spirit that your finances that have been a trouble in your life, you are handing them over to God today and they shall become the ones that will be working for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord for fulfilling everything with a godly fear. And I believe tonight it is done. What we have declared, it shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you today. The book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 says, if thou willingly hearken to, to, to the voice of the Lord, thy God. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. If thou willingly hearken to the voice of the Lord, thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commands, 
and keep all his statutes. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Thank you, Jehovah Rapha. Thank you tonight. Hallelujah. Father, as we are about to finish this prayer tonight, we bring those who are sick to your presence. We pray unto you in the mighty name of Jesus, who is the great physician and our healer, the Lord God, who is our Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, the healer. All the power in heaven and earth, it belongs to him. Heavenly Father, we say, even right now, the healing, let it take place upon even those who are told by the doctors that they are positive of this pandemic. Father, we speak the power of healing upon them. We root out every plantation of sickness and diseases in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We destroy the grip and the operation of sickness upon their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we are commanding every fountain of sickness to dry up. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The God that we serve is a consuming fire. And his words are consuming fire by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Every satanic plantation of sickness and disease in our lives is uprooted. The order of the sicknesses and disease fired right now. Go back to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every congregation of the wicked that is working against our health be scattered by fire in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every grave that was digged for the pandemic of COVID-19, that grave will be filled with water. It shall become a ditch in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the wind of the west and the wind of the east, let them blow the soil that will cover those graves. No sickness will lead to the grave in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father, today. We thank you, Lord, that you are so mighty in our lives, in the lives of our families. We thank you, Father, for your greatness. We thank you, Lord, that your mighty power. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. We praise you tonight, Adonai. We praise you, O oh God. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, King of Kings. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Seated on the throne, mountains bow down, every ocean rolls to the Lord of hosts. Praise Adonai, from the rising of the sun till the end of every Glory day. to Jesus. Praise Adonai. Praise Adonai. Praise him tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth.